0: The PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to SportsCamilyPodcast.com slash WinBet. That's SportsCamilyPodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. From now until Tuesday, get 20% off when you use promo code NFCBEAST. Welcome into the Propcast. I know. Hold on. Before you say anything, yes, this is not Moonoff's voice. I am Rodvia Gomez, and of course, you know me. I am the co-host of the Propcast. But today, uh, Moonoff had to step away. He's on assignment right now, so I'm bringing in the big guns to help me set up some prop bets for your Thursday night football props. It is Scott Reichel. You know him, and on Twitter at Reichel Radio. Just the guys all over the place. He's behind the scenes. He's in front of the mic. But, I mean, look, we're thrilled to have him on the show. Scott, welcome to the PropCast, my friend.
1: Yeah, definitely good to be back. It's been a while since I've been here for NFL purposes. Looking forward to it. Should be a fun Thursday night game. It's also been a while since our pads have actually interacted on camera, which is nice. I know that before, I think the last time we interacted was before we started using StreamYard. So that's how long back we actually go. But it's nice to see you. You look well. How uh, have you been?
0: I've been all right, man. I, I have been very well. You're right. And this StreamYard thing is definitely new to us. Uh, obviously, we'll probably be introducing video to the podcast very soon. Uh, but thankfully, you're spared from my face. Now, Scott, I can't say the same for you. America deserves to see your face. But for me, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm okay. I have a voice for uh, face for radio, as they say. But uh, yeah, we're here for the podcast We're here for Thursday Night Football. It is the Cleveland Browns taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Scott, I, I I don't know off the bat how excited you are for this game. I'm not Total sure. Total that-
1: of 38 and a half. You're not excited? Come on, man. <laughs> what is this, Big Ten football on on uh, on
0: Thursday? We're watching the best of the FCS here square off on Thursday night. I don't know. Look, there's some intriguing things. When you dig into the stats like we do on a week-to-week basis, there's some Fairly intriguing matchups uh, to be had here. And that's why prop betting is probably one of my favorite new things in the entire world. I may be late to the game. I don't know. Everybody else is probably there first. But prop betting to me has been so much fun because there's so much more to cheer for than just who wins, who loses, and by how much, right?
1: Yeah, definitely true. Uh, You also talked about how important props are for making money, which is why I'm sure a lot of people are going to love watching this game. Maybe if they have unders. But I'm not going to try to foreshadow much. But all I know is... Gambling definitely helps make bad games more entertaining. That's one thing that I've noticed and I'm sure a lot of people have noticed that over the course of their betting careers.
0: And the kids say, Daddy, why are you yelling at the TV screen so much? Well, kids, because I got stuff riding on this. Every single yep. snap means something to me. In but it's this 30
1: game. to nothing. You don't get it. You just don't <laughs> understand. You know, I got a lot riding on these five passing yards in, with, you know, in the final couple minutes of the fourth quarter.
0: It may be 30 to nothing, but that means the quarterback is not throwing a pass and I need two more completions. And all he keeps doing is handing off. Exactly. Uh, I love it. All right. Well, as we do every week, we'll set you up with uh, our favorite prop bets for the game. So, uh, Scott, let, let's just uh, let's just get right to it, man. Let's go ahead and start setting them up with our favorite prop bets for the weekend. W- what do you got? What's one thing that you're looking at that you love the most? So,
1: I'm going to stick with the general formula, which uh, you and Munaf use, which is the passing props first. So I'll stick with that, and I'm going to go to the quarterbacks because it's passing props, and I'm going to go with under for Trubisky passing yards at roughly 202.5 at minus 125. Shopping around, it was 206.5 about a day or two ago, but there has been a lot of movement on the under Main reason why, really, really bad weather. It's expected to be about 20-mile-per-hour winds, not to mention the fact the Steelers aren't exactly good at throwing the ball anyway. But to go through Trubisky's numbers this season, he had 194 yards against the Bengals. Reminder, that game went a full 70 minutes, but the game-ending field goal there, so you had a couple of extra passing yards thrown in there. And then he had 168 against New England. Now you're throwing in awful wind And I know that Tomlin has expressed confidence in Trubisky for some reason. I don't really know why. But I guess my question for you is, if things get really bad, and we know that Najee Harris has been banged up, he hasn't been great either. If Pittsburgh potentially generates nothing offensively because of the weather, is there a chance they maybe pull the trigger and pick it in at some point? Because I'm not sure if Tomlin's the guy that would do that. I like the under anyway, because of game flow and the fact that Cleveland running the ball should try to drain a bunch of clock. But in general, if it gets really bad for Trubisky and they're down, let's just say 17-3 in the third, fourth quarter, is there a chance maybe you pull the trigger and you switch? Because I think that might be a possibility.
0: If it's seventeen to three, I have a feeling that that's probably at the point at which you would experiment. But look, here is the thing: I mean, we saw them come out and beat the Bengals in Week One. So, I mean, what do you do? I mean, at this point, it's like which Mitch Trubisky are you really trusting? And Mike Tomlin has rolled with Ben Roethlisberger through some awful, awful times. Granted, it's Ben Roethlisberger, it's not Mitch Trubisky. But by the hey, same, they won him token- a Super Bowl. Exactly, exactly. Did that to him for his entire life. <laughs> yeah. Right, he's like, I owe you my job, buddy. I'm gonna roll with you through thick and thin. But I mean, I don't feel like Mike Tomlin's the guy that's gonna pull the shoot uh with some like small sort of adversity, like a 17 to three score. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe it's late in the fourth. Maybe it's early in the fourth, and it's 17 to three, and they need to try something different, possibly. But I mean, but like you, Scott, I'm not, I'm not high on Mitch Trubisky, even especially in the passing yards, too. So I, I'm definitely. I don't know if it's because he gets pulled or it's just because of inefficiency. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of with you on this prop as well.
1: The polling was more of a fail safe, assuming that, you know, the, bang, the uh, Browns are favored by about four and a half or five. And this is one of those rare moments where I think the bad weather actually benefits the favorite as opposed to the underdog because Cleveland's significantly better at running the, at running the football. That's a no-brainer. But I do think even though you mentioned how Trubisky beat the Bengals, they had a pick six and the Bengals also lost the turnover battle 5 nothing. I'm not sure Trubisky did anything in the entire game, but they won anyway. But it's more of a backup plan in case things get ugly. Maybe he gets pulled if it gets one-sided. But in general, the fact that he has never broken 200 yet with the Steelers, and now you have really bad weather. I know Cleveland's secondary has been a mess, and the fact that... Mayfield had a big completion of Robbie Anderson and he had a decent amount of passing yards. Flacco torched him in whatever that comeback was on Sunday. But still, the fact that the Steelers in general don't take many shots down the field and the fact that the weather makes it almost impossible to take shots down the field, I'm really not sure how many pass attempts you think he's going to need to go over because Trubisky in week one had 38 and week two had 33 and he still never went past 195. Or one ninety four, I mean. So I think anything over two hundred's too high to me. I got to take the under.
0: Don't you knock that participation trophy on his locker? Don't don't you knock that? He he definitely well, he got a good
1: arm workout in. You know he's attempting like thirty plus pass attempts per game. It's just he hasn't really done anything with it in terms of yardage.
0: Yeah, and again, I don't necessarily see that. This is going to be probably a, an ugly, ugly game. Uh, but still, like we said, something to cheer for, though, be if you put the right prop bets on the right players. Um, so yeah, I, I think we'll talk about more Trubisky later too. Uh, but I'll get to my quarterback bet, my passing bet, kind of what you said as far as the weather is concerned. But I'm still going to take Jacoby Brissett over 17 and a half completions. This is at plus 115. Shop around a little bit; you might find a better number on it. But 17 and a half completions for Jac- Jacoby Brissett. Look, Mac Jones completed 21 passes against these uh, these Steelers in Week Two. Joe Burrow completed 33. Granted, it's Joe Burrow. Let's not get too excited about it uh, in Week One. So I, I know that the Browns love to run the ball, but despite 31 carries, they still had 29 pass attempts last week. 33 carries in Week One, but Brissett still attempted 34 pass attempts. So. You know they're still putting the ball up. They're still throwing it, regardless of what's going on, regardless of the fact that uh, Chubb is getting all these carries and and Hunt every once in a while too. But I, I like Jacoby Brissett's chances to to complete at least eighteen passes in this game again because I think this game is going to be ugly. I don't think they're going to pull away, so that means Brissett's still going to end up having to play, and they're not going to just be able to hand off the ball to Chubb every single. Drive, even though I want him to for another prop bet of mine. But I I still think that Jacoby Brissett stands a good chance at least completing 18 passes here uh, this week.
1: Yeah, I like how you specified about completions instead of yardage because you're not sure how many shots they're going to take down the field. But if you throw a couple of screen passes and and some checkdowns, you look up and he has like 19 completions for 150 yards. And that's kind of what I'm expecting as well because you can't give it to Chubb every play you want to. I'm assuming he will probably finish with 25-plus carries, if I had to guess, based on the weather. But the idea that Cleveland's going to run the ball like 80% of the time, that's not going to happen. They're going to have to throw the ball occasionally. And I do think, to keep the defense honest, look into the flat, maybe have a couple tight ends open. Bryant and Njoku are good options. Cooper had a very good game in Week 2. I think you have some weapons there where uh, Brissette could get them the ball. Plus, I mean, I know it's bad weather and all, but Brissette really hasn't looked that bad in the first two weeks. I think he's actually looked pretty good.
0: Yeah, it's surprisingly good. That That's the thing about it. I gave a lot of grief to this team in general without Baker Mayfield, without Deshaun Watson, whatever you feel about it. But look, for him to come out and complete 18 passes in week one against Carolina, 22 against the Jets. Like, I mean, he was 22 of 27. That's not a bad completion rate. 81% completion rate. It's the Jets. Yeah, but they still end up losing that game. But Brissett still had a good completion percentage against them. So um, again, I'm not counting a lot out when it comes to Brissett being able to complete at least 18 passes in this game. I don't think it's far fetched.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's far fetched either. But if I'm looking at yardage, I'm not taking an over on any of these in either quarterback for the weather game. We saw it in Week One with your team. It's not the same situation because this isn't in a monsoon. But the idea alone is that if the weather is going to be really, really bad, you tend to assume that either for game flow purposes or the fact that you don't exactly trust maybe the footing of the wide receivers or maybe just the overall conditions, you try to limit as many variables of what can possibly go wrong. And when you have an extremely windy game, that tends to involve a lot of running clock and a lot of handoffs or short passes. So I'm staying on the under for both quarterbacks in yardage. I do like Trubisky's more. Because I think the idea that his is over 200 is honestly just ridiculous.
0: Yeah. And, and it's not, I mean, granted, this isn't like a ridiculous monsoon like we saw in Chicago. But, no, but still. Yeah, but still. And, and I do like the fact that you can complete 18 short passes. In fact, that's that's probably more high percentage than can trying to take 18 shots down the field to complete. So um, that makes me feel better about that one as well. Uh, all right, Scott, we're going to get to our next bet. But uh, before we do, I want to ask you, are you thinking of joining WinBet? Now is the perfect time for new customers who bet $100. You get a $100 free bet. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day. You can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. WinBet is live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New York, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia. The list goes on and on. Plus, WinBet has their own same-game parlay feature. Just click on the game you like, select Build Your Own Bet, and start building a monster parlay. There's so much to choose from. All you got to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com, so they know that we sent you that sports gambling podcast.com slash W I N N B E T to claim your free bet today offer subject to change terms and conditions. And winbet.com. must be 21 older and st- and present in the state where play through Winbet is available. If you or somebody, you know, has a gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. If you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone Plus games in 4K at no extra charge. You get over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices. Never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR. Plus, no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try Fubo TV for free seven days and get 50 percent off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP. When I research all of my bets that I'm giving you, whether it's here, whether it's NASCAR, whether it's all over the place, I have 10 million tabs open. Sometimes I go to my neighbor's house, knock on their door, and open tabs up on their computers. But... I can stop doing that now. Why? Because I found my favorite site in the entire world when it comes to comparing all my major odds from all the major sports books. It's oddstrader.com. Not only can I compare odds across all the major sports books on all my favorite sports, but I can get different signup codes and promotions from the sports books to find the best deal there as well. I get player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather. Look, it makes me and it's going to make you the most informed, better in the entire universe. Plus... It's got a bet tracker so you can keep records of all your games and all your betting activity across all those different books. Want handicapping? Want play-by-play updates? Want live scores and bet tracking? Player statistics? Key game statistics? Hell, they'll probably even come by and tell you exactly who to bet on. Don't quote me on that. Sorry, Odds Trader. I won't get you in trouble anymore. Plus, you get projected game day weather all at OddsTrader.com. Go to OddsTrader.com slash BlueWire. OddsTrader, it's the number one site for all of your game day bets. Scott, we continue on with our, we got tons of favorite, I'm telling you right now, I have dove so headlong into the prop betting world that I probably don't know what another bet is at this point. I'm, I'm just prop betting left and right.
1: So is that your way of diving in with both feet or did you just cannonball the entire way through?
0: Literally, I was curled up in the fetal position, jumping headlong okay. into that, uh, that pool. I love it so much.
1: That's the proper technique for a cannonball, so you're good.
0: (laughs) Beautiful. All right, Scott, what do we got for another prop?
1: Uh, So I'm going to transition over since we went through the actual passing. I'm going to go down to rushing. And shocker, I'm going with the over on Nick Chubb because I don't know how I'm not supposed to. The fact is he had three touchdowns last week, maybe one more than he should have had because they might have won the game if he didn't score the final one. But we're not going to talk about that. Either way, the point is we know Chubb is the best offensive weapon that they have. We know the fact that the bad weather is going to result in a lot of running, I'd say game flow for the sake of this offense. And Pittsburgh against the run last week was... Fine, They weren't great by any means. They gave up about four yards per carry against the Patriots. I think Chubb, if he gets enough touches, you're looking at probably 20-something carries minimum. I'd assume so based on the weather and the fact this game should be close no matter what. And Chubb is always capable of breaking one. But I do think that the yardage number seems a little bit low based on game flow and script at 84.5. You can shop around, maybe find yourself a better line. I'm assuming it's going to go up. I don't know who's going to bet the under. Chubb, especially once the news about the weather and the public figures it all out, because it's been there, but, you know, the public isn't looking until about the day of the game. I'm going with the over on Chubb. Anytime touchdown, of course, you know, it's like minus 110, minus 120. Like, that's, you know, it's kind of obvious, but I do think he's going to score in this game. I just have to like Chubb. I think the game flow is going to be solid, and with T.J. Watt being out, I have to at least acknowledge that Pittsburgh's defensive lines are not as potent as it is normally I think Chubb as a big game probably goes for a hundred plus.
0: Yeah, I mean you could probably hit Smash on all sorts of Nick Chubb props. And it and it really, to be honest with you, that's I'm glad you brought that up because that was one that I was looking at as well. Because Nick Chubb is basically I I, I don't want to say free money because of course anything can and will happen, but by the same ticket, you know, it's just, it's a matter of, yes, he's going to do something. Uh, Nick Chubb anytime TD as minus minus one ten. actually not that bad of a juice, uh, to pay for a Nick Chubb anytime TD. So, uh, I like that one too. And you're right. I I mean, this is, this is Nick Chubb at his finest, right? I mean, we're starting to actually see a, a better Nick Chubb, (laughs) surprisingly enough than I think we've seen with Baker Mayfield, uh, given that I think now they're, they're more reticent to let him sort of just take over, right? Where Baker Mayfield, you, you feel like you have to give him some sort of respect because he is the Baker Mayfield type quarterback. But with Bissett, you're like, no, you can highlight Chubb and no egos will be crushed. Right?
1: Yeah. And I feel like we've kind of seen a similar thing. I'm not going to fully bash on Baker, but we have kind of questioned the workload for McCaffrey in the first two weeks of the season. And you kind of wonder if that's a trend, but either way, I think volume alone volume should basically be guaranteed into this matchup because of the weather. So the fact that you're looking at Chubb getting a guaranteed barring injury, of course, let's just say 20 touches minimum, which we expect. I think the idea of him averaging a little bit over four yards per carry sounds extremely reasonable and also extremely generous so I'm going to go with the over. I think he probably gets to 100.
0: Yeah, I actually, I think he gets to 100 as well. And I I actually do think he gets into the end zone for sure uh, in this game. Not three times? No. But at least once I think he he managed to get in. I made a case for it if you go to my uh, sportsbook review article about that prop. So I like that as well. Um, all right, I'm going to take his teammate. I'm going to take Amari Cooper. I, I know we talked about the weather. I know we've talked about the fact that we're probably not going to take too many deep shots. But I have a feeling that Amari Cooper is going to eclipse 100 yards in this game and get a touchdown. Uh, This is at plus 1,000. So I I like this at 10 to 1 just for a nice little uh, speculative bet. I know weather is weather, but Amari Cooper is a special player, and he can actually probably break a short pass if he needs to or a couple of short passes to get over 100 yards. And given a short enough field, he could probably find the end zone. Why do I say this? Well, because Nelson Aguilar obviously got 110 yards and a touchdown against these Steelers last week. Uh, Jamar Chase got uh, 129 yards and a touchdown in week one. Cooper Cup had nine catches for 101 yards and a touchdown last week, uh, where he had a very, very poor start to the season. Uh, He got three for 17. Look, he's the most targeted guy on the team. He had 10 targets last week. Uh, The tight ends combined for between Harrison Bryant and David Njoku, nine targets. (laughs) So you want to talk about, uh, look, the, the next targeted receiver was Donovan Peoples-Jones. He had one target. Even Chubb and Hunt had five between the two of them. So obviously Brissett's looking for Cooper, and is going to be the guy to get the yardage, right? I mean, it doesn't even have to be uh, a, a huge pass down the field. It could be five good 20 yards catches or whatever uh, for him to do it. And I think he finds the end zone again. I like this at 10 to 1. This is a fun little sprinkle. Yeah,
1: I think it's definitely a fun sprinkle. I'm going to go back to the anytime one, though. And even though I was kind of focusing on the running backs, I am going to pivot a little bit to a pass catcher because I do think Brissett could throw one, especially in short yardage situation, if you see the defense fully, fully just crowd the box to try to stop Chubb and you have a wide open play action pass. That's why I'm going to go with the tight end. And I am going to be looking at David Njoku I know so far as the numbers have not been great, statistically speaking. However, his snap percentage is absolutely crazy with this team. In week one, he was on the field for 89% of the snaps. And in week two, he was on the field for 94% of the snaps. The idea that he's still a physical freak, they paid him a bunch of money in the offseason. I'm not really sure why they did that because they don't use him enough. But still, the point is, I do think in the red zone, he could be in some nice one-on-one spots, maybe for a fade route, or maybe even the situation I just said, Play-action pass, your rollout per set, tight ends wide open. I do think there's value on Njoku. anytime score at plus 400 for a guy that's on the field roughly 90% of the time, I think it's a very solid price. Now, Bryant, if you want to go to the other tight end, is 5-1, to one, but he was on the field for 46% of the snaps last week. So I do think either could score, but it's only 100 in terms of odds difference and you're getting an additional roughly 48, 45% of the snaps, that's good enough for me. I got to take Njoku because he should be on the field in virtually every single red zone snap.
0: And speaking of red zone snap, they were in there a lot. Chubb ran it out from like 4, 7, what, 12 yards the week before. So, I mean, they're driving down inside the red zone. And you're right, all it takes is for one play action pass for Nijoku to be wide open at the corner of the end zone. And, and I can definitely see that happening. So, um, I love this. At play, you said plus 400? Plus 400 is
1: crazy. I, I, I get the idea that he hasn't been great this season so far and that Cleveland should run the ball. But you're trying to think of where they're most likely going to throw passes. I mentioned the play-action angle, but also with the wind, you don't exactly want to throw it towards the boundary. You kind of want to keep in the middle of the field so you limit the overall distance. I could see Brissett targeting the middle of the field, and I think that Njoku could get open. Pittsburgh's linebacking core is decent when it comes to pass coverage. It's not amazing by any means, but I do think you could end up seeing Njoku get himself into some favorable spots. That's really all you need to justify a 4-1 to one shot for any time touchdown.
0: Yeah, I like that. And in fact, I'll, I'll back that up with I had an any touchdown as well. Uh, and I had Jacoby Brissett as an any touchdown at plus 550 for a lot of the same reasons that I just brought up as far as they got into the, into the red zone a lot over the last uh, couple of games. And so for Jacoby Brissett to possibly pull it down, and maybe bootleg out from the four, as opposed to having uh, everybody crash down on Nick Chubb, because everybody's watching game film, right? And they're all they're seeing that Nick Chubb is getting it at the four, he's getting it at the seven, he's getting it at the thirteen. Well, all it takes for is for Jacoby Brissett to pull it down once and and run across the the line and get in. He had forty three yards rushing last week, so I mean, obviously we know that he's a decent running quarterback so all you got to do pull it down once instead of handing it off that that read option right he can just read with the linebacker crushing down and and bouncing it to the outside and taking it over the uh over the goal line for the touchdown and and at plus 550 again i like the the difference in in picking chubb at this as well
1: yeah definitely agree you could also make a case for cream hunt which i'm sure we both would have talked about i think the only concern is that chubb was so good in the red zone last week I'm wondering how many actual carries Hunt's going to get in comparison. Now, sometimes based on just fatigue, you know, Chubb gets you 80 yards and then Hunt vultures the touchdown, which we've seen in the past. But I'm not expecting a ton of overall, I'd say, volume for Hunt in comparison to maybe some other games because of how good Chubb's been and how I'm expecting Pittsburgh to struggle containing him for the course of this game. Do you think Hunt's odds are justified, or do you think they should be a little bit higher or lower? How do you feel about it?
0: I don't see him getting a ton of work. And again, because...
1: That, that's why I brought it up. Yeah. I kind of felt the same way.
0: Exactly. And and if, I think his odds should be probably higher it, as far as what we can expect out of him, especially anytime touchdown. But that one is one I feel like I'm with you. I would take a flyer on that one too. Anybody other... I mean, I would probably put it on any of these guys like Cooper or Brissett or Chubb or even Hunt for that matter. If you want to break down your units that way because... Uh, as it stands, I think Chubb's going to get in. You know what I'm saying? like that, That's the yep. one that I think for sure. Now, the second or the third touchdown, they could get a little creative because um, I actually feel like they're going to score twice in this first quarter, or in this first half, rather. Um, they're they're going to score two touchdowns in this first half, at least, as they've done at last game. So um, whoever you give the second touchdown to, I don't know that it's going to be Chubb. So I think it's going to be one of those other three for sure.
1: Yeah, we talked a lot about the Browns. I was trying to look for one with appealing odds on Pittsburgh. (laughs) I really didn't see much because Pittsburgh doesn't really get a ton of people involved, especially in the red zone. They kind of stick to the same three guys or so. I know there were some quotes talking about how they should get Pickens more involved. Uh, you probably should, but still the point is I'm not taking him at plus 375 when the quarterback's barely looking at him the entire season. But it seems like the weapons offensively for Pittsburgh in the red zone are Najee Harris, who's banged up and really has not been good this season. Not totally his fault because he ran behind a non-existent offensive line last year, and it seems like he's still dealing with a bit of a foot injury. And you have Friermuth. And Friermuth is roughly, I mean, shopping around probably around 180, maybe 2-1 to one ceiling-wise anytime touchdown. I guess because he scored the first two weeks. But do I am I thrilled with those odds? Not really. I don't see many great odds for Pittsburgh. Do you see anything? Because I really just don't see many great options for the Steelers because I guess I mean, Deontay Johnson's plus 145. I don't see many long shots that are appealing. I kind of forgot Claypool was even on the team. I haven't heard his name at all this season. Are you interested in anybody? Because it seems like the Steelers in the red zone are pretty just vanilla.
0: Well, I mean, the f- simple fact that all of my I have I had what because off usually throws me for a curb and give me one gives me one extra, but like I, all of mine are all Browns. So if that tells you anything, I I wanted to bet on on any sort of Steelers, but like you said, Mitch Trubisky's stats were horrible and his odds were horrible for them. Najee Harris, I mean, all of the all of the odds that I could find on him were the obvious ones, right? And they were juiced up enough to where. I don't want to touch those. So, yeah, there, there was no real value to me in any Steelers bets this week, which is odd, but uh, I, I guess that's where the world we're living in now.
1: I guess the only argument I'd make for the Steelers would be the defense at plus 450. You hope Minka goes nuts and something happens. 450, I'm not sure if that's actually good odds or not because Brissett might not throw that much. But if I was picking one Steeler for value, a somewhat long shot, Steelers defense is still opportunistic. It's not the same without TJ Watt, but you're hoping Fitzpatrick can get, you know, can do something crazy, strip sack, maybe a blocked field goal touchdown, something like that. So I guess if I had to pick one stealer for value, it'd be the defense at plus 450.
0: Well, speaking of defense, I would not be me if I wouldn't give you a defensive prop. So I'm going to throw an extra one in here for everybody, Scott. And I'm going with Miles Jack over eight and a half total tackles. This is at plus 100. This is at plus money. I don't know why. Miles Jack had 10 tackles combined in week one against Cincinnati. He had 13 in week two against the New England Patriots. (sighs) Look, I I, I don't understand what's going on. Uh, He had nine tackles versus the Brown in 2020. I think that with Nick Chubb going off the way he is going to and the way they're going to keep the ball around the line of scrimmage, Miles Jack is going to end up getting uh, his fair share of tackles.
1: Yeah, I think that if you're going to be expecting a lot of running plays, it means a lot of opportunities to actually get tackles. So, yeah, I definitely like it. We know that Jack is a very fast linebacker. He also is not afraid to, you know, get a little bit, I'd say, dirty when it comes to his jersey because he's not afraid to actually, you know, be physical. Yeah, I like that play. I think that especially at even money, you said, right? It was even money?
0: Yeah, I did. Plus 100, yep.
1: I like the value on that.
0: Well, it's funny because we talked about no value in in Steelers, yes, offense, but you went right into the defense, which is exactly where that value was. So, um, yeah, I, and I do love me some defensive props. That's kind of where I'm gonna I'm gonna start vulture now. I'm gonna I'm gonna move over to defensive prop betting from now on. We'll see how lucrative that market is. <laughs>
1: well, uh, so because you just said that, does that mean that you're Kind of testing the waters with one, or do you have a couple more that you're interested in uh,
0: I don't have a couple well actually, you know what uh, I don't have one sitting right in front of me, um, but I, I definitely uh, let's see I know I wrote about one earlier let's see if I can pull that up as we as we go um, but talk me talk me off of this though tell me why I shouldn't take that. <laughs>
1: I'm not going to talk you off of anything, man. It's your own journey. Uh, you know, you're the, You just talked about potentially uncovering a brand new chapter of your prop betting life. I I can't interrupt that. That's your journey. You got to figure <laughs> it out on your own.
0: Look at you, actually. But we have had some pretty decent success. Uh, we had some sack bets that hit and all that other good stuff. Um, I, I okay. So I have one that uh, Alex Highsmith over four and a half tackles and assists for the Steelers. So I'm going to get these Steelers in a, a lot of them uh, tackling, because again, like I said, with Nick Chubb, it's the same type of situation. And Highsmith over four and a half tackles is at plus 130. So even, you know, you're telling me that a guy that uh, has had success is going to be able to tackle Nick Chubb a couple of times, you know, that, that I, I like any sort of uh, tackle and assist prop for the Steelers this week.
1: Yeah, well, if we're expecting a lot of carries on both sides, you should be expecting a lot of tackling opportunities for the defense, which I kind of alluded to before. So I am interested in that. Now, the one thing that's kind of bothering me personally, I'm trying to find sack props because I want to take unders, except I'm I'm still looking for them and I don't see any right now, which is kind of frustrating me. Do you see any sack props? Because I can't find any
0: uh not off the top of my head not a, i don't have a tab open for that yet I, odds trader i'm going to get that up here in a little bit but
1: okay um, because i was looking for for example just quick reference i was trying to look for sack props on monday night football and i saw von miller and him under half a sack was plus 150 or something and i know von miller is great i know tennessee's offensive line is not great but the idea that it's plus money for a guy to not record a sack, do people not realize how difficult it is to actually record sacks?
0: It's t- well, listen. I already have a bone to pick because last week uh, we had what was it? Uh, uh, who was the main the main uh, defensive guy last week that was going up against? Um, ah, Jesus Christ! I'm I'm in the mode which
1: matchup, of which matchup you talking? You thinking last
0: of? last Thursday night?
1: Oh, you had the Chiefs charger. So you had the Khalil Mack, maybe? Khalil Mack. Of? That's
0: right. I had okay. Khalil Mack with over .75 sacks. He I assume because he
1: had three in week one. So I thought maybe he'd be the one you picked.
0: So he did. Absolutely right. So guess what? He gets a sack in the first, what, five minutes of the game, right? They okay. credited him with a half a sack. So he that's did right. not get the rest of it for the rest of the night. <laughs> .5 when we were betting .75. That was tough.
1: Yeah, sounds painful, but it kind of goes back to my point. Sacks, I feel like people just assume, oh, it's going to happen. You know, this guy's an elite pass rusher. The other team knows that, too. I mean, you're going to see a lot of chips from either the running back or tight ends. Maybe they'll even move the quarterback out in order to slide the protection. But I do think that if you're looking at sacks, I like the under for players, especially at plus money, because – I just feel like, you just, how many sacks do you think there are in the game for a team? Like Anytime a team records three sacks in a game, that's a round of applause for the defense. So the idea that you're getting plus money, the Von Miller one's just a small example. I haven't really experimented that deep into it. But I saw that, and I'm kind of wondering if that's a serious opportunity in the marketplace. Just don't take it against the Bengals, because they can't block anybody. They'll give up seven sacks per game. But for most teams, three sacks is usually a, a solid performance by the defensive line usually I feel like you can find some good value taking unders on sacks
0: yep I do too or unless it's a really powerhouse uh, and then you can take the over but at the same time then they disappoint you when you take 0.75 and all they get is point five <sighs> <Yep>. <sighs> I'm a little bitter but uh, all right uh, we're gonna take another break and when we come back we'll give you some of our best bets and uh, maybe give you a couple more if we can find some for you on this Thursday night PropCast special. But first, let's move on to Sleeper. Sleeper's the a a fastest growing fantasy platform today. It's got millions of players. I know you already have a fantasy league on there. on there. I have one. Scott's got one. Most of the SGPN in fact, no, all of the SGPN has some sort of fantasy football presence on Sleeper. It's a game-changing product. It's unlike anything else in the industry. And now, you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. Over-unders are integrated into fantasy. It's the first sports contest built game into the fantasy experience so not only can you enter a contest via over under itself but you can also do so through your fantasy league matchup screen so you got lamar jackson on your team congratulations on the win by the way this week but not only were you so confident that you were going to win that fantasy matchup but you thought that lamar was going to get over a hundred yards of rushing congratulations he did that too all you have to do to make that bet is not even leave your fantasy matchup screen. You could do it right there from that screen. There's a little dollar sign. Click it. Place the bet. Boom. And because you picked correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. Why am I so excited about the over/under on Sleeper? Well, it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contest and so we can all play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to write it out together. And not only do they have NFL, but they've also got college football player props. So stop what you're doing right now. Download Sleeper. Play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends. And of course, make some money over on your mobile phone by joining our listener group over at Sleeper at Sleeper.com slash SGP. Sleeper's going to automatically match your first deposit up to $100 by using that promo code SGP. Again, go to sleeper.com SGP. You'll get $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. I spit out a lot of stats on a weekly basis. Not just on this show, but the NFL Gambling show, the NASCAR show, CFL show. Every, th- every show, I throw out stats. Well, guess what? I need to back those stats up with cold hard facts and that is why I turn to the Elias game plan app because they give me all of those numbers that I can back my stats up with not just my intuition look I'm telling you right now, we need to trust the stats, and that is why Elias Game Plan is the only sports app. It's from the most trusted name in sports stats, the Elias Sports Bureau, the official statistician of U.S. Pro Sports Leagues, and they are full of information and insight provided by the renowned research teams. That means they give you constantly the information that's up-to-date and that you can trust. Gives you everything you need to get a complete edge on the season. You get league-validated team and player new stats, head-to-head comparisons with their matchups, and Elias Key Game Insights. Tell you right now, it is clutch. And when I need to back up all my stuff, I turn to them. So elevate your NFL season today. Download the Elias Game Plan app. That's E L I A S right now. I got a special offer when you subscribe. Get 15% off your annual subscription, but only if you use the promo code SGPN15. Find Elias Game Plan Sports Betting in the App Store or Play Store today. Use the promo code SGPN15. Introducing RYP VIP. It's a brand new subscription service from Run Your Pool. It helps you get an extra edge against the books, plus exclusive access to real money pools. Get access to exclusive data to help you with your weekly game picks. Get premium content like in-depth guides for how to dominate your pools and exclusive swag. The top of the line here is that if you're a serious sports fan, you need Run Your Pool VIP. Use code SGPN VIP at RunYourPool.com/vip. Get 50 off your first month of Run Your Pool VIP. That's SGPNVIP VIP at runyourpool.com slash VIP. So we've reached the part of the show where we give you our best bet of the week of this Thursday night football contest between the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers. (sighs) Look, I know we've been very, very lucky in having some pretty decent matchups on Thursday night so far this season. I'm not sure this is one of them, Scott.
1: It might be competitive, but it won't be fun. (laughs) <laughs> so that's the trade off, I guess.
0: It's football. It might, right?
1: it might not even be competitive, so it might be a double whammy. We'll find out.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Maybe I'll have to watch some sort of replay of a CFL game during this one as well, just to keep myself entertained.
1: Yeah, college football one. I think West Virginia's playing Virginia Tech. That's right. So just keep this one on in the,
0: yeah, just keep this one on the background. That way you at least keep an eye on it. You're like, okay, yeah, that's going on, right? God's eye. If
1: you, if you want points, maybe Coastal Carolina, Georgia state, maybe if you want some points in that one, but uh, you want to go first, you want me to go first?
0: Oh, go for it. Hit your favorite bet.
1: Uh, So my favorite bet in this one, it's really, it's, it's kind of a tie between either Chubb rushing or Trubisky under in passing yards. I'm going to go Trubisky. I feel like I have to. He has not gone to 200 yet. Now the weather is atrocious, and now he's supposed to have more passing yards and bad weather than he's had the entire season. I don't, I don't buy that in each of the first two games is what I meant, but still, I just think game flow is really going to result in the Browns having the ball a ton. I think they'll drain a lot of clock, and I think that with the bad weather, you're not going to see many big passing plays. And the fact is, when you're looking at Trubisky's passing yards and to go through his overall numbers here... I mentioned the 194. He had a 32-yard pass play. He had 168 against the Patriots. He had a 23-yard pass. I'm not sure how many deep shots they're even going to take. So the fact that you might see a lot of stuff underneath and the Browns could potentially hold the ball for, I don't even know, 35 minutes if they really can run the ball successfully. And we mentioned Trubisky could get benched. So we'll see. But I do think that this number's too high. It's been dropping downward. It went down four yards from yesterday to today. It's going to keep dropping. It should probably close below 200. I'll get in now before it moves too much. Give me the under on Trubisky passing yards at 202 and a half.
0: I love that. And I love a lot of the reasoning around that because that gives Miles Jack the perfect opportunity to get nine tackles, both solo and assist, uh, to cash your plus 100 bet here. Again, like you laid out, this is probably going to be a Browns controlling the ball around the line of scrimmage. A lot of short passes. We talked about that with uh, that being favored in the set completion range as well, so you know, again, uh, if a lot of that stuff is going to be around the line of scrimmage, Miles Jack is going to be there, and he's going to mix it up, and he is going to be able to to turn in at least nine tackles, if not 13 like he did last week against New England, or even 10 as he did against Cincinnati. Um, so, you know, again, I, I really like Miles Jack's ability to get around, and, get, and we're not even asking him to do anything other than make tackles. Like that, That's the part that we're, we're looking at here, and at plus 100, for a game that's going to be around the line of scrimmage, that favors Miles Jack. I love that a lot. So give me that one as my best bet as well. Um, yeah, I love I'll, it. I-
1: yeah, uh, I was going to say it's not exactly a lock and dog, but I'll throw out my favorite plus money prop. It's got to be Njoku at four to one to score a touchdown. I think those odds are extremely generous. And shopping around, I found a 3-1. to So you can really find a lot of line differential here, which, you know, goes back to odds trader. You know, you want to make sure you get the best line possible. But I do think that Ninjoku, for a guy who was on the field, 94% of the snaps last week. At 4-1, to I think is a hell of a deal. And I got to take it as a result. Because if I told you any player was going to be on the field for 90% of the snaps or so should bare minimum be three to one or less. I think four to one's a gift. Yeah. Well, it we might ta- not score, but I like the, I like the potential upside there for the price.
0: Well, exactly. And that the thing we talk about in fantasy football all the time, right. Is put, is the, the fact that you're on there and the potential to score is a snap count is touches is you, but you know, if you're on the field, you're in play. So you can't score if you're not on the field. And if you're on the field, 94% of the time, that definitely increases your odds to get into the end zone. So I like that as well. Um, I'm going to throw one more out to you, Scott. I had one more because, like I said, Moonoff likes to do this to me every once in a while where he's like, hey, do you have one more? And I'm always like, uh, this time I have one more. And I'm going to take Donovan Peoples-Jones over two and a half receptions. This one's at plus 105. You're going to look at it and say last week he was ignored completely. He had one target, no catches last week. This is why you take these bets right now. The week before, 11 targets, six for 60 in week one. There's no way that I think he's going to get completely ignored again this week, especially if we're talking about completing short passes. Maybe he gets a crosser or two. All he's got to do is catch three passes in this. And look, the receivers past Amari Cooper on this Browns team had no love. They have to game plan differently, right?
1: I was going to say, yeah. I was going to say, I said they're bad. I'm being a bit harsh. The point is they're definitely not what you're looking for. As a, I mean, your wide receiver two on the roster is Peoples-Jones, probably. And I feel like most people wouldn't exactly be thrilled if that was your number two wide receiver. Now, he has talent mostly as a deep threat, but I do think if you're looking at who they're going to throw the ball to, the fact that you can find this number, I'm not sure what his reception number was last week, but the idea that you can buy low on a guy who had phenomenal numbers in week one in terms of actual just targets and overall usage, I think it's a good by low candidate, and I can definitely understand where you're coming from.
0: Yeah, and there's a happy middle between six catches and none, right? I mean, yeah, and that's three. three.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Give them three, and we're all happy.
0: I love it. I love it. All right, Scott. I think we're pretty much good here for Thursday night football. Uh, why don't we let everybody know where they can find you on social media?
1: Yep, so you can find me on Twitter at Rice Shell Radio, R E I C H O Radio. Besides that, still still doing a bunch of podcasts with SGPN, whether it involves the PropCast here, whether it involves the NBA Gambling Podcast, which should be starting up in about a week or so. I did the tennis podcast a couple days ago. We're going to have another episode in a couple days, and still got fantasy football, still got the NFL Gambling Podcast, which is a lot of fun. I think we've been crushing it so far in the NFL, so stay tuned for that, but definitely looking forward to you know producing a lot, a lot of content over the next couple of weeks if not months at this point, because it's football season and you have other sports that are also joining us along the way.
0: So I want you guys to cut out a clip of early in the season and then play it against the late part of the season and see how our voices uh, pretty much are gone by the time uh, the end of the season hits. Because just like Scott, we're all over the place. off, myself, uh, Terrell, like all of the folks that are out there right now, killing it on the SGPN, yeah, you can find me
1: and you get, and you have other sports like basketball and hockey coming back and people are thrilled. They're going to be secondary because football comes first. That's kind of what I meant, but there's money to be made everywhere else. I also didn't mention the WNBA podcast season's over. We're going to do a wrap up episode in a day or two, but yep. A lot of sports just because football dominates everything doesn't mean that you can't make money during the week while waiting for football season that's what i'm trying to tell all you people
0: that's beautiful i'm gonna clip that out we're gonna we're gonna use that as like the entire sgpn motto just because put on a shirt Put oh know. okay we'll have to put that in there.: a little
1: long We might have to abbreviate it or something but we'll figure it out nah front Christmas back
0: card. we got front back yeah. there's two that's sides fair. Two sides. Uh, right, find me on Twitter at Gomez. There's a link in the bio to all of my work, not only on the SGPN, but of course, Sports Work Review, In Between Media. Whatever I got going on, find the link in the bio. Uh, but yeah, until next time, everybody, enjoy a Thursday Night Football game. Let's break these books and let it ride.